John Rantel is a name that won't mean much to many of you. After all, he plied his trade way back in the 1960s and 70s. Suffice to say, he is a member of the team of the century at two clubs. Those of you who remember him are in for a treat. Those of you not familiar with him should do yourselves a favour and hear his story. Consider this a mandatory history lesson. Welcome, Mopsy. Thank you very much, Michael. I've always tried to work out why you were so good. You were just six feet tall, you didn't have a huge leap, and you weren't quick, and we're all agreed on that, right? Correct. Why were you so effective? Well, I suppose uh, my greatest assets were my judgment. Um, I could read the play. Uh, it wouldn't matter if I played on a quicker player. I, I could always get there at the same time by using my, uh, my judgment. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had good balance. Geez, you played on a nice mix of, of players, didn't you? You played on a lot of the great full forwards of the day. Hudson. Yes. Um, who else back then? Uh, Hudson, Wade, Wade yeah. uh, Jezelenko. Uh, McKenna? McKenna, yeah. uh, Hart. Um, I played on them all. Anyone that was any good... <laughs> I played on him in the 70s. Yet you're famous, certainly with me and others, for your battles with Lee Matthews, who was better known as a ground player. Yes, yes. I, uh, when I went to North in 73, 74 and 75, I had a lot of battles with uh, Lee. Lee. I'd have to pick Lee up when he came off the ball into the forward pocket. He played... There were eight games between North and Hawthorne during your time at North. Lethal kicked 15 goals. And he did say to me this week, I rang him, I said, fact or fiction, John Rantel used to generally beat you. He said, put it this way, I didn't kick many goals against North when Rantel was there. He's That's honest, high praise. It, yeah, it, I suppose it is. But uh, I enjoyed uh, playing on Lee uh, because I wasn't given away height. Uh, and usually when he came off the ball, he was a little tired. But uh, I, I, I fancied myself in the air. I, I knew I was a good mark for my inches, so, uh, and when the ball hit the ground, uh, you know, I had enough balance to be able to um, keep, uh, keep him away from You know, me. I never remember you lo losing your feet. No, no, it was, it was one of those, one of those things that uh, it was a real strength for me. And actually, uh, if I talk about the player that was the hardest player I ever played on, and that was Daryl Baldock. Mm -hmm. One of his greatest skills, you couldn't knock him off his feet. No, low centre of gravity. Low yeah. centre of gravity, and he was just a freak. That 75 grand final, Mopsy, when you finally got a premiership playing, representing North Melbourne, Lee kicked two behinds that day. Yes. Yes, Lee wasn't too happy. <laughs> <laughs> now, when Lee wasn't happy... He generally tried to sort of square the ledger physically. Did he do that to you? Yeah, he, he tried uh, many times. And I suppose uh, for about five or six years, Lee had uh, quite a few swipes at me. But uh, luckily, he missed... Uh, and I guess, I suppose, uh, my longevity in the game depended on me being uh, fully aware of where <laughs> the other player was. The opposite end of the spectrum, Robert Walls. Carlton's Premiership centre-half forward, probably six foot four. Mm. Wolsey said to me, quote, I could never get a kick on him, that being you. Mm. Uh, yeah, I played... So on... you're conceding four inches to Wolsey? Yes, yes. Uh, I, I played on... Wolsey played centre-half forward. I, I, I used to pick him up at uh, centre-half back. 
look, uh, Wolsey took no prisoners. He was <laughs> a very, very tough <laughs> opponent. And um, Wolsey could dish it out. Uh, if you dished it back to him, uh, he wasn't one of these players that stopped there. He would want to go and, and dish it back out. He was never beaten. And did you give it back to those? If, if someone hits you, would you square up with them? I would square up, and I, and I think that you square up within the rules. I mean, uh, and, and as Norm Smith used there to say... There were no rules in your day. No, but it, you're, it was a tougher game, in other words, uh, and there was a, a fair bit of freedom that was allowed to uh, happen. What's uh, that mean? Uh, it means that uh, if, if you got the chance to... Uh, Run through someone, you did it. Run through? Where were your arms at the time? Like, You're supposed your side to or... keep them down, but sometimes <laughs> they, they don't stay down. John, the original form of free agency came in in 1973. Yes. John Rantel, Barry Davis and uh, Doug Wade crossed from their clubs mm -hmm. and joined North Melbourne and duly won a premiership in 1975. Yes. Ronnie Joseph, who was the secretary of the most adventurous secretary of all in the 1970s, said that you were very difficult to entice out of South, even though the South was down near the bottom. Well, I suppose that's uh, the nature of me. Uh, I knew I was leaving South in, in 72 because Norm Smith had been sacked. And I thought that he was very harshly done by. Uh, the announcement came over at VFL Park when I was watching the first semi-final and I turned to my wife and I said, I'm out of here. And you were captain, weren't you? I was captain, yeah. yes. And... Uh, Look, uh, Norm was uh, a fantastic uh, uh, coach, uh, mentor. He was everything to me. He's, he probably turned my whole career around. Uh, but I still took a long time to make a decision. Yeah. I was the last one to make the decision. And, and I didn't make it until one night uh, Aylett and Joseph and Mantello turned up at my doorstep. And uh, they walked in and they said, uh, look, John, we're here not to muck around. We've signed Barras, we've signed Davis, we've signed Wade. You're the last person. We want you to make a decision now. What other incentive can we offer you? And I, I said, no. I said, look, I've just got to... I've got to... This has got to suit me. Uh, I, I'm coming, but I just need time to make a decision. And with that, they had a Gladstone bag there. And <laughs> they opened this Gladstone bag and there was a wad of... Uh, a bundle that big and they threw it on the couch where my son was sitting and it bounced onto the floor and he ran over and grabbed it and thought it was a footy. <laughs> but in that bundle was $10,000. $10,000. And Joseph said to me, that's yours, put it in your pocket, uh, we'll pay you 10000 this year, 12000 next year, 14000 the year after and I'd just bought a house in... Mulgrave for 13000 and I had two mortgages on it. I, I couldn't believe. Not any longer. Not any longer, that's <laughs> right. I couldn't believe what, what was happening. So was the ten grand that they threw at you in, out of the Gladstone bag, was that a sign-on fee? That was, yeah, that was a sign-on fee. And then it was 10, 12 and 14. Yeah, so in that first year I got 20000 Wow. And, and an average house in Melbourne in those days was 13000 yeah. Did Norm Smith get involved? I, I, he, he did? Yeah. Yes. Norm, Norm Smith was a great, uh, was a mentor of Ron Barassi's. Yes. And as I understand it, Norm sort of suggested to you that if you wanted to win a premiership, which all players do, yeah. you should go to North. Well, Nor Norm said to me, go. And uh, every time Barras came over to see Norm, who was sick at home, mm -hmm. 
uh, with a, a terminal illness, uh, Norm would say to him, have you got him yet? Mm -hmm. And uh, Brass, uh, Brass has relayed the story to me later on, that Norm was responsible for them really yeah. going out after me. So you were 29 at the time you left South? Yes. Played 170-odd games. Yes. Did you have any misgivings or did you have any lack of faith in your own ability to, to win, a, win a role at North? Uh, it, was, it was tough uh, because I wasn't frightened of uh, coming under Ron Barassi's uh, coaching because uh, they were identical uh, in lots of ways. Smithy and Ron. Smithy yeah. brought Ron up as a legacy child. Um, and um, I, was quite, I was quite happy. Brass was a 37-year-old man. Norm was a 57-year-old man. That's the difference. That's the only difference I could see. So I was happy with that. But there was a little bit of unrest at, at, at North with some of the, uh, the, the fringe players there. So we really had to play well. And in the first practice game, I ended up busting my shoulder. And, um, I, yeah, I came under a little bit of flack because a, a few people thought that, you know, I, I wasn't going to live up to mm. what it was. But, uh, no, nah, look. It was the best three years of my life. Yeah, so, 74, you win the best and fairest at North. Yes. 75, you're in the best two or three in the Premiership win. Yes, yes. Now, explain this to me, Mopsy. The end of 75, your last game in blue and white colours is a Premiership win, and you decide to go back to South Melbourne for 1976. I had a little bird in my ear that was uh, kept whispering and saying that uh, we can do this at... Is that bird called Ron Joseph? That bird was Ron Joseph. Mm -hmm. uh, not many people know, but Ron was coming back to South Melbourne. He was going to revamp the, the, uh, the board and uh, I was going to be part of that revamp. And I mean, after winning the, the, the premiership with North, I, I couldn't think of anything better than doing it at the club that I played for. Because your heart was still at, at yeah, South Melbourne. It was still it was still at South Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and I suppose I, I, I was convinced that maybe something like that could happen. So you've signed to go back to the Swans? I signed uh, to go back to the Swans, yes. And what happened with the bloke who signed you, RJ? Uh, he rang me three days before Christmas in uh, 75 and said, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Did I, he? I said to Ron, I said, where does that leave me? He said, oh, you'll be right, you've got a good contract. You must have thought then, what have I done? I did. Yeah. I did. I, I walked out on the Premiership I Club. Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose I could have stayed there and played a few more Premierships, but yeah. that wasn't my dream. My dream was to be able to do it with the Swans. It got ugly, didn't it? You wanted it to go back to South. Yep. North didn't want to lose you. Yep. Yes, I... Uh, at that time, there was a poaching fee. 100 grand? 100 grand. Yeah. And uh, Ron Joseph had said to me, uh, be careful um, when you go and talk to Alan Aylett uh, and let him know that you, you're leaving, that uh, no one's following you. I went out to his uh, studio and spoke to Alan, and Alan seemed to be quite okay with it. You went to Alan's dental surgery? Yeah, dental yeah. surgery. And he said, OK. And on the way back to South Melbourne, uh, I was being followed over, over uh, Kingsway. And uh, I 
shot up into the markets at South Melbourne and uh, sat in a hotel there and all of a sudden the door opened and a guy stuck his head in and then disappeared. But for the next week, uh, I rang uh, Ron Joseph and said, look, Ron, I'm being followed. He said, I thought you might be. Um, he said, watch it for the next week. So uh, this car sat outside my house for a whole week. So it was a private eye? Uh, it was a private eye. And uh, I used to... We had two cars. I'd drive out one way and <laughs> my wife would drive out the other way. But, I mean, I suppose you get a little bit uh, scared about what's happening, you know. It gets bigger than big. You mentioned that the three best years of your life were at North. When you, when you realised that you are at South and Ronnie Joseph wasn't there, did you regret it? Did you wish that you'd, you'd stayed with the Kangas? Uh, yes, I, I did. I, I must admit, I, I felt as though the task was going to be too big. Mm -hmm. um, and I did worry for a while that I'd, I'd made the, the wrong decision. Uh, but uh, I was there, I was signed up, so I had to get over it. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit hard. So what was it like back at the Bloods? Well, I, I suppose I relate it to being at school when you're uh, picking up sides to play keepers off. You always want to get on the good side mm, because mm. you get a lot more touches. So, so in 75, your team wins the flag and the team you went to had won two games. Mm. Mm. And you were to play there, you played at South for another five years. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't end well, Mopsy, did it, at South? No, no, it didn't end well. I, um, I ended up uh, uh, in 79, three games short of the, the record. The AFL record? The AFL record. Ian Stewart came and spoke to me. Ian Stewart was the coach? He was the coach. He spoke to me in 79 and said, I want you to retire. And I said, look, uh, I'm three games off breaking the record. I'd love to give it one big shot. Uh, in, in 80 um, and I had a lot of convincing to do and he said okay I'll, I'll let you do that provided you do all the training I did the 10k's the 5k's which you'd never done previously I'd never done them before <laughs> yeah. and I trained my butt off and uh, the Monday before the first game I played in all the NAB cap uh, NAB cups Never been spoken to uh, uh, about my form. I thought it was okay. Um, and uh, on the Monday night, I was trained and I had to pull up because I had tendonitis. So I'd been getting some needles. Um, I spoke to Stewie and he said, oh, Look, go in and get yourself ready for against Geelong. I went in and had a shower, and then uh, Stewie came in and said, Haven't got you in my 20, best 22. I got better half-back flankers than you, and I just exploded. I uh, said, look, I could never believe another word that came out of your mouth, and I stormed out. And uh, I knew the next day that it was never going to be mended because not the president, no one came near me. My manager couldn't get to anyone, so, you know, it, it, it was it. I mean, OK, I was 36, fair enough. Uh, the only thing I object, uh, objected about it was the way it was done. It, it, it could have been done. He could have went to me and said, look, sit this one out and we'll nurse you through next week. But, uh, but So we're talking the week before round one of the yep. 1980 season? Yep. Right. Yes. 
and suddenly the club that you'd... And, yeah, and to be fair, you'd given so much to the South Melbourne Footy Club. You were their game's record holder at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. No support from any element there. No, no support from anyone. Uh, it, it was kept under wraps. Um, look, uh, it, it, yeah, it took me a while to get over it. Um, I struggled with that. Did you go back? Did you ever go back to in that sh that period of the time? That was the end of you walked out. I walked out. Yeah. I never went back. No, I, I was never asked to go back. Uh, on the Monday, they said no. Well, there's no. My manager couldn't get in touch with them. So you know, I knew that I, I was out in the cold. I knew that Stewie was going to keep me out. So uh, I just uh, sucked it up. So you went, you crossed to Fitzroy, North Melbourne and Fitzroy came to you and said that they were prepared to, to have you back, North was prepared to have you back, Fitzroy yep. was prepared to give you an opportunity. Yeah, right? they, they were prepared to, to, to give me a chance to uh, break the record, mm -hmm. uh, uh, exactly what Stewie said, but um, I chose uh, Fitzroy um, and uh, I put it off for three or four weeks because I couldn't train. Because of your knee? Because of the tendonitis. Yeah. I, I, I finished the in injections the night I went to have the first training night at Fitzroy and was hoping I could get round the ground, and I did. But uh, I was struggling. So you, you only played six, six games? Six games with Fitzroy. Ironically, you broke the AFL record that was held by the Fitzroy legend Kevin Murray. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I went and spoke to, to Kev. Did you? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, How was he about it? He, he was great. He said, Mopsy, by all means. And I mean, before I signed on with Fitzroy, I went and spoke to Kevin because it was, it was his record. And uh, I mean, if he had have said no, well, I wouldn't have done it. Was there a hollow ring to it when you broke the record at Fitzroy, given that you were so entrenched at South Melbourne? Yes, I would have loved to have done it mm. at, at, uh, uh, at the Swans. It was a real hollow feeling, uh, but uh, and that's no disrespect to mm. uh, Fitzroy. Uh, I've got to say um, I appreciate what Fitzroy did for me. I appreciate what Bill Stevens did for me. Did, did Billy Stevens think that you could help his footy team, or did he want to give you no. the opportunity to break the record? He thought he he thought I could contribute, um, and a, a, as it turned out, I I couldn't because. Of the tendonitis. Your last game in Fitzroy Coles was against the Swans, wasn't it? Yes. How'd that feel? It was tough. It, it was really tough. Uh, look, I had a lot of mates there and uh, and a lot of those guys were very supportive of me when I when I was I got the heave ho. Uh, but um, they were out to to give me a hard time. But it was uh, even though you were an elder statesman of that footy club. Yeah. There's still a bit of. Uh, Mouthing off, was there? Oh, yeah, there was, yeah, it was quite a bit. But, I mean, I took it in, in, in all good faith. I mean, I would have done the same. Where's your heart lie now in terms uh, of AFL clubs? Uh, look, if uh, the Swans and North were playing tomorrow, I could sit in that stand and I wouldn't care who won. Mm. I'd be happy with either side. Yeah, well, you're in the Swans team of the century in the back pocket and you're on a half-back flank in North's team of the century. That's a major achievement at North. You played three years there. Yes. And made it into the team of the century. 70, 70 games I played yeah. with North. Yeah. Uh, look, I had three very good years with a wonderful club and a fantastic coach and some unbelievable players. And I think in that 75 grand final side, there's seven players in, in the hall, 
a Hall of Fame wow. out of that one team. I was going to ask you, you played with two out-and-out champions at South Melbourne in Skilton and Bedford. Yes. And at North, I'm going to leave someone out here, but there's Greg and Schimmelbush and Blight and Croswell yes. uh, and Glendinning yeah. and players of that orc. And Dench. And Dench. Who's, who's the best bloke you played with? Oh, the look, most talented, the most capable. Oh, of the, the most field. capable. Uh, look, but, but, look, Wayne Schimmelbush. I loved his endeavour. Mm -hmm. Endeavour. He was never beaten. I mean, I used to marvel at, at what that kid could do. Yeah. Uh, Keith Gregg. Yeah. And they were they were on opposite wings, but they yes. were contrasting styles, weren't yes. they? Yes. Yes. And I loved to play with either one of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I suppose the most gifted player was probably Keith Gregg. He was terrible, but uh, you know, Skilton, an amazing player. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not overly quick. I mean, if we lined up for a hundred metre sprint, Skilton would be last. 1970, Mopsy, you're playing for South Melbourne. The Swans yeah. make the finals under Norm Smith. Yes. You're playing St Kilda in uh, what was then the first semi-final. Must have been a dream come true for Skilton. He had never played in the final to that point. How did he uh, cope with that? Well, it was amazing. We, uh, Norman Smith was coaching us and it was probably an unbelievable feat because we had, uh, it wasn't a star-studded side, but uh, we'd made the, the finals for the first time and uh, Norm got a bus to leave from South Melbourne to the MCG. We were all going together as a team. And he, I remember we pulled up outside the MCG at half past 12 uh, Skilton was sitting in front of me and he, he, he was shaking and uh, all the players have got out of the bus and Skilton stands up and he said, uh, Mopsy, he said, uh, will you come here and stand in front of me? And I said, what for? He said, it'd be my bloody luck. He said, I'll step <laughs> out of the bus and break my ankle and won't be able to play. Mm. He was that nervous yeah. about playing. And that was his only ever final. Yeah, and he, he went into the game injured. Anyway, he went into he? the yeah. game with a with a crook injury. So at that point, he had I think two hundred and twenty odd games and three yes. brownlows. Yes. Uh, and then sadly, I, mean, I remember watching the game. He had a bit, his thigh was bandaged, yes. wasn't it? That's right. And did he have a hamstring? Uh, uh, yeah, it was the top uh, top part of his thigh. Yeah. And uh, and you blokes got cleaned up. We got cleaned up. Uh, I, I can remember. Strangely enough, I mean, I I'd played. Uh, it was the first final I'd played in, and there was 104,000 there, mm. which was an amazing effort. And uh, Norm Smith uh, got me to line up on Rossi Smith. And I mean, I'm, I'm a back man, uh, usually picking up centre-half backs and, yeah. uh, and full backs. Ross Smith must have ran 40 mile in the first <laughs> quarter. I needed an oxygen tent. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep up with him. So, so I went you were back playing in the back, back pocket? I, I went back to full back on yeah. Barry Lawrence. 1977, John, uh, you're at South. I think, did, did South play in the final that year? Yes. Yeah. And, and North go on, your old team goes on to win their second premiership in three years. Mm. How did you feel? Uh, yeah, I felt, uh, look, I was, uh, I was so pleased they did. I mean, uh, in 76, I can remember... Uh, Ron Barassi asking me to come and talk to Keith Gregg because they'd chosen Keith Gregg to play on Lee Matthews. Really? Mm. So you were a South player yeah. and Barass, Barass asks you to come me. back yeah. Yeah. And I went to across, give Greggy some tips. Yeah, on the, on the week before the, the grand final. 
Uh, Gee, interesting matchup. Keith Gregg on Lee Matthews. Yeah, yes, it was. It was. Um, um, yeah, and you know, I mean, I felt the pinch then. Yeah, it would have been lovely to still be there. And then when they won it in '77 uh, and the draw, yeah, I must admit, I was sitting in the stand and. Uh, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was great to see them win it. Let's go back to the South Melbourne situation and probably the most divisive period in the history of the footy club. The, the battle between the people who wanted to keep South Melbourne at South mm -hmm. uh, and those, the forces who wanted to take the club to Sydney. Yes. Now, my memory is that the Keep South at South group had you as their nominal coach, correct? Correct. You were appointed coach? Yes. What happened from there? Um, I started training a group of young players that didn't want to go to Sydney um, and I had the older players who wanted to secure their futures and be um, in Sydney. So the Keep South of South, they were trying to get their act together and uh, get sponsors and, and, and meanwhile I was training the, uh, the younger kids. Who was in your group? Couple of the names, the Moorwoods, yep. the two of the young Moorwoods, um, uh, Silvio Fascini, uh, there was a, yeah, uh, a couple of others. Um, and I would negotiate to sort of uh, try and do a contract with, say, Barry Round, and uh, we'd agree, and then Barry would come back to me two days later and say, oh, look, uh, they've offered me such and such. And they being the other side uh, of the footy the, club. The, yeah. the other side of the footy yeah. club. Um, and uh, Alan Aylett uh, rang me up uh, from the VFL and said, look, if you can get these two warring parties together, uh, I'll win you a premiership in... Uh, in Sydney. In Sydney. Yeah. And I said, Alan, I, 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 there's no way now and I can do that uh, because uh, half wanted to go and, and half didn't want to go. And uh, finally, uh, the VFL came to me and said, well, look, uh, John, if you don't resign... Um, We'll disband the Swans. They will not be a side anymore, and we'll uh, we'll put a side in Sydney and we'll call it something else. Wow. And that's when I said, "Okay, I'll resign." Did all this sort of stuff, this this, this division at South, and, and and the way you left the club initially, did you lose friends? Uh, the, did you lose friends of the footy club over those things? Yeah, yeah. Did you? Yes. yes. Well, Stewie'd be one. Did you talk to Ian Stewart? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Well, uh, would you if you cross paths? Um, yeah, I think um, I don't think you can go on forever holding a grudge. Um, yeah, I guess I would. I, I must admit I haven't, and I had the opportunity at one stage to talk to him, but I, I but I didn't. You didn't. You chose not to. I chose not to. Yeah. Did he speak to you? I tried. The John Rantel I know. I'm surprised at that. Yeah, I yeah I suppose. Um, I think uh, I think what happened hit. Me really hard. I, it caught me by surprise. I, I never thought. This is going back to when you yeah. were effectively sacked by the Swans. Yeah, yeah, I never thought that that would happen. I mean, in my wildest dreams, I never thought that. I, I mean, you can usually talk through things, but I never thought it'd be done that way. When you look back on the footy career, are there re are there regrets other than that? There's clearly the one the way you left South, but are None. there any other regrets? None. No. Look, my. You don't regret going to Fitzroy. No, no, I don't. It, it, it was all an adventure. I mean, I never thought in my wildest dreams when I came down from the bush, uh, I wanted to play one game. Uh, I never thought I'd end up playing 336 mm. and, and, and 
it, it just got better as it went. Okay, it ended up a bit skew with in the end, but no, I've got no regrets whatsoever. Hey, Mopsy, it's been a great career, and you were what, genuinely one of my favourite players. With the Swans, even, because you were working so hard in such an undermanned team, yeah. and then to go across the north and get you just desserts and play in a Premiership team. It's great to catch up. Well played. Thank you very much, Mark. This has been a Fox Footy production. Part of the Fox Sports Network.